perseverance is huge. It is the thing that if you can stick with it, you can figure it out. But if you just keep going, that's really important. And it'll serve you every day of your life. From WNAT in New York, welcome to WNAT Up Next. Hi, I'm Tom Stewart. At Up Next, we take you for a behind-the-scenes look at what's happening here to get an insider's view of our programs and of the people who create them. And before we meet our guest, here's a little introduction to set the stage. Okay, there's this really bad dude named Hacker. Me! Hacker! To you! Whatever. He wants to take over the cyber world from Motherboard. <gasps> the three kids are sucked into cyberspace, and they use brain power to help save everybody. Okay, here's the plan. So they travel all over and run into all these weird creatures and have all these awesome adventures. It's totally up to them to save cyberspace. Can three cool kids and a wacky bird outsmart the hacker? Never! There's only one way to find out. Tune in to Cyber Chase. Now, for those of you who didn't recognize it, that was the opening of the animated children's series Cyber Chase, produced right here at WNET. And joining us today is the executive producer of Cyber Chase, who has had an award-winning career as a producer and writer of programs for children. And additionally, she's spearheading the creation of several multimedia extensions of the Cyber Chase world, about which we hope to hear a lot more. It's my great pleasure to welcome Ellen Doherty to Up Next. Ellen, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me here. It's great fun. So we've heard a little bit in that opening, but for the uninitiated, what is CyberChase? <laughs> CyberChase is uh, all about mystery, adventure, and math for kids 6 to 11. Okay. And what is the real purpose and uh, mission of the show? Our mission is to help kids see that math is everywhere and anyone can be good at it. It's not just for special people. We're all doing math every day. And what is the real premise of the show? Uh, three kids, Inez, Jackie, and Matt, go into cyberspace to save the day, to stop the bad guy, Hacker, from taking over, and they use math and brain power to do it. You know, Cyberchase really uh, presents a whole world uh, of, of science fiction. How did that world come about? Who created it? Well, cast your mind back to the late 90s. Star Wars was very popular at the time, and that provided sort of the backdrop for, ah, action, adventure, mystery, problem-solving, math. This would be great. And so epic battle, good versus evil, the underdogs, the kids who you really want to succeed, um, this big bad villain, all of that kind of all, that was all wrapped into the inspiration from Star Wars and other films that were out at the time. Now you have uh, several uh, wonderful actors, uh, more than several, really a big a big company of actors that, that perform on this show. But among them are uh, Christopher Lloyd, who is Hacker, or as he will correct you and he will say, The Hacker, and uh, the amazing voice of Gilbert Gottfried as the character Digit. And we actually have a little soundbite of The Hacker and Digit from one of our new episodes, if we could hear that. Pardon me, would you like to try my new scare ribs? But are they good for you? The real question is, do they taste good? Mm. Oh, so good! Enjoy. You're not gonna get away with this, hacker. That's the hacker to you. You can't serve unhealthy food! Oh, yes, I can. I say, I can cook a healthy meal that can beat your junky food any day of the week. Not a chance. 
Now, you must have uh, an awful lot of fun recording uh, these guys. Uh, so I want to ask you, do you gather everyone in a big studio and just go at it? No, no not at all, actually. Um, Hacker, so Christopher Lloyd, uh, we record wherever he is, which changes. So sometimes in New York, sometimes in California. Um, Gilbert lives here in New York, so we record him here. And then the rest of the cast is in Canada, so we record them in Toronto and supervise those sessions by phone. Oh, so if I asked you what the chemistry was like between uh, Gilbert and Chris recording, uh, that's the chemistry is created by you. Yeah, the, the, it is entirely fabricated. It is entirely their acting that, is, that creates the chemistry, and it's fantastic. They've actually only ever met once, as I understand it. What, what are they each like as performers to work with? Let's start with Gilbert. Godfrey. Uh, they're both of them are great, and um, with Gilbert, he um, I think what's interesting is sort of their public personas and then how they are as performers. Mm-hmm. Not surprisingly, they're people. So you know, you go and you hang out, and they're just regular people. And Gilbert, um, of course, is very funny and is cracking jokes, um, but he's really. He's pretty mellow, and he really takes direction very well. He brings a lot to the performance. And I think the thing that's interesting to me is really how much there's more to him than people, I think, tend to to think or tend to see in um, sort of his usual roles and stuff. And so, for example, um, many years ago we were doing a project where we were uh, – it was like an outside licensee, and they weren't working with Gilbert, so we had to audition soundalikes. So I sat through a day of listening to people sound trying to sound like Gilbert, and it was painful because all these actors, none of them had the insight, and they they just were kind of screaming. And Gilbert is not just about the screaming. And when you watch him on Cyber Chase, Digit is a very engaging, endearing character. Very thoughtful. And he kids like him a lot. Like we have a walkabout character, Digit, you know, costumed character that goes out to events. And little kids, like big kids, little kids like love him. And little kids go up and give him a big hug. Lovely. Um, and, and Ellen, the amazing Christopher Lloyd. He's great too. It's like he is so much fun to watch perform because he is just out there and big and performing. It's like the character of Hacker is, you know, this over-the-top villain, full of ego, full of bombast. I think you were telling me he doesn't, he doesn't like working in a small space. Well, he, he he needs space to move around. He likes to range around and gesture and really like uh, kind of like Hacker can have, you know, some really um, high-energy moments. And Chris really just like, you know, attacks that microphone. He goes for it. And he is so much fun to watch with that. But it's not just bombast, too. He also has all these, like, lovely turns of phrase where it's just like he takes something that could be really big and makes it smaller but still so powerful or takes something that could be very small and goes over the top. It's really fun to work with them. And I'm in the lucky position of getting to direct them, which really is just kind of pointing in the direction that we need to go because they're going to do everything. Can I assume you have multiple takes of things? uh, Sure. So different varieties of of ways to approach the scenes? Yeah. And it's really fun. And it's, uh, it's amazing to work with them. And it's astonishing how well animation works with these sort of people working so much in isolation and that you cut it together and it works. There's something about what they both do that they both are able to give the individual performances and do the individual moments 
but there's a sense of driving the thing forward that I feel that they both they both bring to it in their acting. Definitely, um, and I think that you know the same is same is true of the Canadian cast, who are wonderful, and we really are very lucky with the performers that we've been working with for you know ten seasons on the kids side of. Are the kids Chase. the same kids? The kids are the same kids, and they're not kids. They're not kids. No. Oh. No, no, they're um, they're grown ups. Matt, Jackie, and Inez are played by Jackie, Anique, and Novi. Um, so they're three women. So Matt is voiced by a woman, oh. and which is common in animation, like Bart Simpson, woman. And the reason that they're not kids is is that it is a challenge over time because kids' voices change. And actually, you know, I talked a lot about things being recorded in isolation, but when it comes to the kids' cast, we do record them in ensemble in Canada. So Matt, Jackie, and Inez are usually together. And also Buzz and Delete, who are the comic relief, we record those two guys together, Rob and Phil, because they're hilarious and they play off each other so much. What, what are the major elements that go into producing a program like this? And how long does it take to go from an idea to the finished product? Oh, gosh, that's a huge question. You start with the writing. I mean, I assume it starts with the writing. No, actually, it starts with the math. It starts with the content. It starts with the individual conversations, um, myself and my colleagues on the phone with advisors to get the, the big picture. Mm-hmm. And then we have more uh, focused meetings with the team, including the head writer, George Bloom, to talk through what the content is. And that's really important because it's not just an uh, educational expert who says, do this. And then we say, okay, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. It has to be a story that tells well on television in a 22-minute story. So does the animation come prior to voices or do the voices come following the animation? Uh, voices first. So we record uh, the scripts very early in the process. Animators and storyboard artists like to work from the voices because it, they're they have to because they're animating to the characters, to the emotions that the performers are giving. I just thought it was very interesting. I didn't realize how this worked. But when you look at the script for a show like this, it looks like a film script of a dramatic uh, program. And I never realized that uh, that's actually the way the script uh, is written out, like a true movie script. Oh, yeah. It's very, it's actually, it's very cinematic. And and hopefully it's very... Um, it's very detailed because with Cyber Chase, the visuals matter a lot because the visuals are the examples of the math. Then there's a lot of thinking that goes into what's the best way to talk about this because each of the three kids have a different problem-solving style, as does Digit, because we all solve problems differently. We all come at them from a different point of view, and that's an advantage. We talked about Hacker and so we know he's the villain, and we know the three kids are basically the cyber squad. Uh, but Gilbert Gottfried's character, uh, Digit, who is Digit? Digit is uh, a cyboid. He's a tin turkey, basically, and he's uh, the kid's friend because they wanted a um, character who could ask, what's going on? I don't get it. This doesn't make sense to me. Um, and they didn't want to put that burden on one of the kid characters. Mm-hmm. That it was, you know, because they do have different problem-solving styles, different ways to approach things, they didn't want one of the kids to be kind of the kid who doesn't get it. Okay. So that's Digit, why Digit, Digit, does, Digit doesn't get it. <laughs> Digit doesn't get it, and that's really important because in math, there's a lot of times when you don't get it, right? right? And Digit isn't afraid to ask the question, and that's huge. 
Do you think with kids there's a lot of beating up on themselves because they don't get math concepts uh, rapidly? Yeah, absolutely. I think pe- there's it's true of kids and, a, and of adults as well. Um, my mom was a math teacher, and she was actually my math teacher in high school for calculus and um, or pre-calculus and geometry. And so I've been kind of in the math world for a long time in that way, but you know, I would not count myself as a sort of math person who is like um, does calculus for fun or does uh-huh. any of those stereotypes of what a math person is. But I'm a really good example of what can happen if you have a world that's infused with math. When I started at CyberChase, I really kind of was like, oh, this is this is what it was like growing up because my mom put math into everything, but not with a capital M. It was just sort of drawing attention to things, drawing my attention to things and making me feel like I could do math. But it's not that I have an inherent skill for it because my mom was a math teacher. It's that she encouraged that. And that's what I think CyberChase does. That's really wonderful. It really helps kids see that math is something to learn and it's something to um, have fun with. Have fun with. Yeah. It's really it's puzzles. It's problem solving. And all of that's really cool. You know, this show has been on the air for 13 years. And uh, so our first generation of viewers, they're in high school, college, out of college, and they're on social media and they're talking about Cyber Chase. There are all these great stories of kids, like just little moments of kids saying, um, you know, I'm in calculus and it would be great if there had been a Cyber Chase episode about this. Well, we have a little clip that uh, we're going to play now that's a very strong endorsement of what you just said and about and talks about the effectiveness of what you do. This is Joe's story. When I was in fourth and fifth grade, I struggled with math heavily. I never could understand what was going on in class. The biggest struggle I had now that I, I remember this so vividly was surface area. It just didn't make sense to me. One day, my mom turned on the TV and she sat me down and she she told me to watch this show and that show was Cyber Chase. And it changed my life completely. It turned math into something fun. I am entering college as a biomedical engineering major. So if it wasn't for Cyber Chase helping me, you know, take the leap from I'm afraid to fail versus it's okay if I don't understand something, then I don't, I don't think I'd have as big aspirations as I do now. And I'm, I'm a big dreamer. So I think I have CyberChase to thank for that. That's a very powerful example of how effective this show really is. It's amazing. We, um, we first heard from Jo uh, a couple of years ago now. She was doing her Girl Scout Gold Award. It's a very the highest sort of project that a kid can do in Girl Scouts. And um, she was making a math curriculum around Cyber Chase to use with at-risk kids in fourth and fifth grade. And she wrote to us and wanted to let us know that and had some questions. We were thrilled to be able to share her story with everyone. Terrific. You know, there's another thing that at the end of every episode of Cyber Chase called Cyber Chase for Real, which is, I guess, for want of a better description, a live action mm-hmm. uh, segment. Tell us a little bit about that and what that adds to the mix. Sure. Cyber Chase for Real features Harry and Bianca, who are uh, young comedic actors who bring the math or content messages into the real world. It's just meant to show math in the real world, but still be funny and over the top. 
um, and they're uh, they're really quite hilarious. Um, performers. They're neat. It's it's like a little coda to to what yeah. we've seen before. Yeah, and the idea is to reinforce the message and in another form, you know, a slightly different format. You know, the internet is really so much a part of everyone's life, and I know that's true of of CyberChase. What does CyberChase offer on the web? I think you're at uh, PBS Kids. Is that the yeah, location? Yeah, the, the website is pbskids.org/cyberchase. On the website, we have more than fifty games. Mm-hmm. There's about forty standalone individual games, and then there's several larger immersive games that are all math-themed and um, connect to various episodes of Cyber Chase and allow kids to explore and practice the uh, math that they see on the show. And, and you've come up with some new apps, I believe, that are free for kids to download who have tablets. Yeah, we were very fortunate to partner with PBS um, and the Ready to Learn Project to create an online adventure game called Buzz and Delete Save the Day, as well as two apps, one which is called CyberChase 3D Builder and the second one which is CyberChase ShapeQuest, both of which look at geometry and spatial reasoning. For one thing, we've done um, summative research, which was funded by the National Science Foundation several times to look at the efficacy of the programs. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, research has continually showed that kids learn math from CyberChase, they have a more positive uh, attitude towards math after watching CyberChase. And in in particular, that combining the multiple media of CyberChase, the educational outreach in communities, the TV show, the games, the digital games online or uh, on the apps, all of that combined is very powerful and that kids are learning and and really, um, really taking on board what the math is. Right. And they're, they're really embracing it. They're embracing it and they're learning from it. We have the independent studies that have shown that. And then we have the all the anecdotes on social media and from talking to people where, like, one time we did an episode on um, inverse operations mm-hmm. and a dad wrote uh, to us, you know, viewer mail, and said, I asked my four-year-old daughter to make her bed. And she said, no problem, dad. I'll just do the inverse of what I did to unmake it. And he said, you guys are scary good. And that was, you know, that's crazy. And there are, we have lots of stories like that. It strikes me also that there are just a million details that go into producing a show like this. And oh, so gosh. I'd like to ask you, what, what, <laughs> yes. what, yes. what, 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 what is the key for you to be able to put all of this stuff together? I guess, well... Actually, I think listening is the most important thing because uh, it's listening to, when we're in the early phases, listening to the experts. In the writing phase, listening to the conversations, have how people have different points of view on something and how can I learn from that. And then in design, too, it's listening in that it, it's being observant. It's not all about what exactly do I see. It's listening to the team and finding how everyone's point of view makes everything stronger. So it's the collaborativeness of it all. Yeah, but it's being open to collaboration in a real way and and guiding that, but listening as well. Big, biggest challenge in producing this? So much going on. <laughs> There's a lot to keep track of. And uh, happily, I'm a pretty good multitasker to begin with. But it's a challenge because there's a lot of stuff that's going on all the time. We're in different phases on things. We're, you know, when we're in production review, we're looking at any one of these five shows 
at any one time. We're diving, you know, we're going from the show about healthy eating to the show about water to the show about this to the show about that and, and having to keep everything straight. And then also keeping, you know, a lot of the history of Cyber Chase in my head because uh, we did do something that one time. So remembering how we've done things in the past, how we can learn from that. Sometimes, you know, how we can reuse assets um, and, you know, knowing the lore of cyberspace. The biggest joy for you? Talking to kids about the show and hearing how they like it, how they enjoy it. Seeing, you know, hearing from people like Joe who can, um, hearing from people like Joe who've gotten so much from watching our TV show. Yeah, you can really change people's lives. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a really... It's an honor. It's really fun to, it's more than fun. It's really amazing. Ellen Doherty, thank you so much. <laughs> really, this has been really, really wonderful. I was going to say the other thing I think that Cyberchase does in, in a larger sense, and it's about math, but it really is about thinking. Yeah, it, It's just absolutely. teaching teaching people to think. You know, think before you act. Think you can solve the problem with if, if you put your mind to it. Yeah, it's really, you know, failure is important. As as many studies show, many scientists will tell you, I think there's an Einstein quote, I think, about failure being on the path to success. And, you know, there's a lot of worry about getting things right and doing things just so. But it's like figuring things out is messy. It's not easy. But we try to, you know, include those moments when our kids, Matt, Jackie, and Inez, and their pal Digit, are stumped in trying to solve a problem. They're frustrated. They're trying to figure things out. They're disagreeing. You know, that's part of life. And um, CyberChase is good at um, providing role models for problem solving and perseverance. And perseverance is huge. It is the thing that if you can stick with it, you can figure it out. And if there's one thing that kids take away from CyberChase, if it's perseverance, that would make me very happy. And if they learn about fractions and learn about multiplication and all the other stuff that we cover in the show, that's excellent. But if you just keep going, that's really important. And it'll serve you every day of your life. Thank you, Ellen. It's great to, <laughs> great to be with you, really. And good <laughs> luck, you. Uh, good luck oh, yeah, uh, with all, all things CyberChase. And thanks so much for spending time with us. It's, it's been our pleasure. Thank you. And we hope you join us again soon for another edition of Up Next. And in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. And if you like this episode, think about subscribing. WNET Up Next is a presentation of the Design and On-Air Promotion Department of WNET New York. I'm Tom Stewart. Cyber-tick, we're moving. We're beating Hacker at his game. Don't tell me that he's trying to hack the motherboard. We'll get him every time. Cyber-tick world.